Hi everyone, welcome to episode 201 of the Mighty Whites podcast. I'm Jack, as always, John by KC. Hello. And wow, two in a row. We must be, we must really be special in his heart. It's Chris Concannon. How you doing, mate? Nala boys, how you doing? You all right? Yeah, pretty good. Um, knackered and pissed off with Leeds United, but other than that, Standard, though. Yeah, <laughs> I quite like the you know the lengths Jack has gone to now. We, you know we've done this for for over two hundred episodes. He's now started decorating Leeds theme behind him. Yeah, I've done that. Our last didn't do that while I was at work or anything. The the upside down training top is a uh, is masterful. Well, it needs to be upside down. You know, like putting the flag upside down when you in, when the country's in crisis. <laughs> it's a bit like that. So our badge upside down mean help we're going down. <laughs> yeah. I um, we'll just get straight into it. Scabala and Armus and Penis Biter Gallardo have been given the job. It's like it just said for the upcoming games, so I'm taking that to mean at least Everton and Southampton. You'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Is it until yeah. we can negotiate Nuno down from six and a half million to four? I think it's until we can get some fucker to take the job. To be honest. Um, I am fuming at the entire way that this has been handled. Wait, they, still, still waiting for that white smoke. Yeah, they had, but I mean, they've had so many times. Like, obviously, I, I did briefly say on here after the Brentford game, you know, I wouldn't. He's kept us up. I wouldn't mind so much if we changed now, but I, that would have been too harsh. Hmm. But after the Fulham game, October, most people thought it was time to sack Marsh. You had a couple of games before the World Cup, then a World Cup break. It's the perfect time to make that change. You have so much time to do it. But we get the win at Anfield, beat Bournemouth. There's still the exact same issues. Most people, I would say, still thought that we should change at the World Cup. But they backed him. And fair enough, if you're backing him and publicly backing him, that is fine. But given the time, but given the transfer window, we have... The best window we've had in January for a long time, in theory. We buy players that suit him. Window shuts. Right, we set up to go. We play one game after the transfer window shuts, lose it and we sack him. Yeah. Well, all right, but at least they have definitely sorted the succession planning. It's only the next day that Radizani says it'll be sorted tonight or tomorrow. Well, that was nine days ago. Like, at every fucking stage of this, the board have just fucked about and it really does give a lot of credence to everyone's theory that the 49ers and Rads and Orta can't agree on anything, so fuck all gets done. Yeah. It don't it don't do all to help it, does it? No. No, it does it smacks of, of of cockiness to think that we could go to a team that is competing for Champions League places in Spain. Or in the Netherlands and think, oh yeah, we can take their managers. Yeah. I mean, it I does sound like we probably could have got Iriola in principle. Yeah, but but, but, but ultimately <laughs> you've also got to know that we can that they are they will be vaguely open to you know, that as a club they are vaguely open to that idea. Like, yeah. I'm not surprised they don't want to lose their manager. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, I don't know. I, I, the thing that gets me with Rajasani, and it's one of very few faults I can pick with him, 
the way he's gone about banning Bielsa, the way he's gone about appointing managers, and let's face it, again, banning Bielsa, it's been pretty shocking. Yeah, I mean, which ones are actually his? Him and Arthur, that's Christensen, Heckingbottom, Bielsa, Marsh. Marsh. So you've got Bielsa in there. I mean, I know... Sorry, mate, go on. The the Marsh appointment, I sort of get, like, I know none of us liked it because because it was replacing Bielsa. But obviously it was pretty much in place that Marsh was going to come in at the end of the season. Yeah. So I can at least understand the way that happened. Yeah. Um, but the the other two that we went from a, a manager who has very little experience in, well, had no experience in sort of any major division, you know, as, as good as it is to to manage Apoel and and win the title year on year. Um, and then to go, well, we'll go from that to a manager who, what was it? He'd won two out of 21 games or something like that when we hired him. It was a shockingly similar record to Marsh's. Yeah. <laughs> um, who, I was going to say, played a different style of football, played no style of football at that point, and has clearly sort of developed some sort of tactical mouse in that time. Um. Yeah, it just the, there was no succession plan there. We obviously, I don't want to say got lucky with Bielsa because it was a, a long, drawn out negotiation and it actually was the most ambitious move they could have pulled off and did. But then the trying to sell Marsh to us as a natural successor, which I think put a lot of people's backs up within the first couple of games, if you hadn't followed Marsh and what he'd been doing in the Red Bull stable, to then go, well, this is outside of the concept of pressing. This is very little like Bielsa. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, whoever, and... whoever followed him were going to be on an hiding to know, weren't they? Unless they came in and hit the ground running majorly. Whoever followed Bielsa it was always going to be a tough call. Um, That's why you get yeah. David Moyes in. <laughs> Moyes in. <laughs> See, this is where we missed the train, but we should have just gone and got Harry Redknapp. Well, <laughs> I, I'll mention that because there is a story going round today that he is that he is willing to come out of retirement if Leeds offer him the job. Don't worry, Harry, we're not going to. Although it would almost be worth it just to watch KC's reaction. Fucking hey, Harry Redknapp. <laughs> really the timing's all man. wrong. If it if it had been a month ago, just to have you hanging out of a car window on transfer deadline day, it'd have been worth yeah. it just for that. We've, we've, we've poached Charlie Austin from Swindon. We'd have had Odin Wingy sat outside ground waiting for a move that never happened. It'd have been great. Uh, I mean, yeah, as, as as desperate as this hunt for a manager has become, um, I'm going to say no, thank you on Harry Redknapp. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Would I rather have Harry Redknapp or Neil Warnock? Honestly? That's a big shout. I Uh, I think I'm leaning towards Warnock. I would say Warnock has got more Premier League teams relegated than Redknapp. Mm. Just. 
<laughs> I think I may, I may be forgetting summer. Listen, if it was it, till the end of the season, Harry Redknapp turns up and everyone plays five aside till the end of the season. Is really happy and that keeps us up. No, is, it is, happen. As, we'd, is as good as that bond. goes. We'd finish bond, no doubt. Um, it's yeah, obviously. The, so, look, obviously, all of that management stuff was shy. But there are a couple of things before we get into the actual scum game. Um, I'm so now. Look, I was well on the record of saying I wanted Marsh sacked and had done for a while. But just from their point of view, if you haven't been, when you can't, if you haven't actually got the next manager sorted, in theory, we have gone from Jesse Marsh, who has been managing for years. It didn't go well, but he has managed in the top European league. And we've gone from that to his assistant, the 21's coach and the 21's coach assistant. Now, for what it's worth, I actually think that Skabala will be every bit as good as Marsh would be. And maybe maybe he'll do better because the players, just in interviews and stuff, they seem to be talking more highly of him than they did of Marsh. So it'll probably end up good. But in theory, that is still backward step and it's a backward step from someone I didn't want <laughs> like it's uh, it's just yeah. a terrible way to run a football club and also you know after the Bournemouth game on November 5th when uh, Victor Orta was sh- sarcastically shouting hey sack the board sack the board after all of that we're the only Premier League team that hasn't won since then yeah. and let's face it we were shite in that Bournemouth game yeah we should have lost that yeah, that we were awful in that Bournemouth game. So, I'm just, yeah. I am glad I have reached the stage where, despite, and here's the thing that Radrizani overall has still been a good owner. Like, oh, yeah. Still, yeah. like he has. Other than, other than like the managerial appointment, he's done everything that he said he would do in terms of the ground, Thorpe Arch, everything like that. He ultimately oversaw building a team that got us promoted back to Premier League. It get it got us Bielsa in the end. Yeah. <laughs> um so overall you've got to rate him as a success, but me personally now I think he's reached a stage where he can do no more. Can it and yeah. I don't I don't fault the bloke. I've I, I you know if in years to come if someone were to ask me what I thought of his time there, I'd say major, vast majority brilliant. Can't fault the bloke, but I just don't think he's got enough resources now in personally to take him to that next level. I don't yeah, just think I, it's resources. I think his head's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, like you say, one of the big complaints was about the lack of investment, especially last year. And and I think as it goes, that was the point when ultimately the crime was him not having enough money at that stage. Because um, especially that summer after a really strong finish yeah well after we, the ninth place yeah that it you just like if you get three you know if you get the three right players in to to add to that squad it's great and and some of this is on them some of this is on bielsa yeah junior furpo you know at best, I'll, I'll give him to the end of this this season to to reserve how much of a failure he has been. But I, I think by the end of this season, he will still be deemed a failure. Yeah, 
I am willing to believe that Bielsa was very much one who would would have been happy for them to push for Dan James when he came in. Mm. Yeah. Um, but did we need to spend twenty five million pounds on a winger who wasn't as good as the wingers we had, and then we used as a striker and was highly ineffective? Mm. Oh my god, no. <laughs> um, I think I think the thing that annoyed me as well with Firpo, and to be fair, this isn't his fault. It was the fact that we had Alioski there, and for what Firpo's done. In hindsight, you pay Alioski the bit more that he wanted and you keep Alioski. In hindsight, you do. But what I will say is, like, at the time, at the time, in theory, Thurpo was a big upgrade on Alioski. Oh, yeah. And he he, he should have been. It's just not worked. Yeah, (laughs) the the, the idea that I I don't think, even taking out Thurpo's performances, no one was to see how many periods he would be out injured for in that time. Um, now, he had, a, he had a fairly bad history with it, but I don't think anyone knew. I don't think that people realised it was quite this bad. Yeah. At least, you know, if that was the case, we should have at least kept Niall Huggins around a bit longer. <laughs> Niall Huggins, who, of course, went to Sunderland and was immediately out for 14 months with an injury. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Wouldn't have happened um, if he'd have stayed here. The training regime, it was a lot lighter than it was at Sunderland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we've had the missed opportunity, but the one thing I was just going to say before we get into the scum game itself, I, we were on about it before, and I like asking this question when we're in the shit, and we've been in the shit for two years, so it's come up a lot. Confidence level in terms of staying up, where where are you? I think we'll do it just. It'll be like last season again. I think we'll do it just. Sorry, I'm just looking. I'm just loading up the uh, the manager odds at this point. On Paddy uh, I think Sco- I think Scoobs is very strong favourite at this point. The, yeah, uh, there's, there's a lot of names of shit. God, there's Harry Redknapp. Yeah. I am um, still I, like forty to one. I have said all season that I thought Leeds would have enough to stay up. Yeah. And this last two weeks is the first time where I have wavered. Really? If I was if I was picking the table now, I think we're 18th. I still think Southampton and Bournemouth finish below us, but I right now just the way it's not even that the performance I mean there were two good performances against Man United, really. Well, the set the second one was the first one. We got into a lead and we could maybe have hung on. We didn't actually play that well, but we did play well at Elm Road. Yeah. Um, but I just look at the teams around us. I think Everton under Dyche will get out of it. West Ham are only a point ahead, but I think that they've got a better squad than us. Yeah. And then you've got Wolves and Forest. And although I think that we are probably as good as them, they have a four and five point head start on us. Yeah. And it gets talked about a lot. They're like the square ball. I've mentioned it a few times. You know, you normally need nine wins, and we've got four in twenty-two games. And I'm just, I'm struggling to see how we get five. I, yeah, I, I know where you're coming from, but if I'm being honest, I don't think Deitch is going to keep Everton up. I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. I really don't. I, I, I just, it, they've got a couple of decent players in that team at Everton. You take them out of it, they've spent a lot of money and they haven't got a right lot there. Um, 
I mean, obviously they lost. Um, go on. No, well, with Charlton, it's summer. Uh, Anthony Gordon. They lost. Yeah. They've lost him. Uh, they've got Anana. There, who's a good player. He's really good. Um, other than that, really, you scratch about. They have got Calvert Lewin, but again, he's very much like the Bamford getting him fit. Yeah, uh, for what it's worth, he's had his press conference today. No Calvert Lewin on Saturday. There you go. You see, it, it, and they, they've they've gone to like they started um, Ellis Sims, didn't they? Um, yeah. Against Liverpool the other night, yeah. like Neil Mopai's on the bench. He's only scored one goal in twenty-five, which is only a slight decrease on his output at Brentford. To be fair, but he does work really hard. No, he scored uh, shitloads at Brentford. It was at Brighton he couldn't score. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, he scored about nine against us in about four games. Oh, yeah, we're going to say he likes a goal against us. <laughs> yeah, but no, he's definitely he's definitely started on Saturday. Just yep. because he'll be he'll be in Dice there going, come on, I hate these fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's obviously it's very tough to to see where Everton are at the moment based off um, the absolutely predictable result of them beating Arsenal because Dice always beats Arsenal, and then not really putting up much fight in in the Liverpool derby, the Merseyside derby the other week. It, you know, I, th- I thought they were. Quite disappointing the the bits I saw of them Monday night. Yeah, we uh, we were in a pub for that, so we weren't paying a hundred percent attention. But Liverpool looked very very comfortable. And that's a, that's what Liverpool. So Liverpool form the Liverpool team is very out of form at the moment. That's I was I was going to touch on that. It, it, you'd have thought after the Arsenal result, an unexpected result there, going into a Merseyside derby, you, I would expect Everton to be coming out there with. You know, an extra spring in the step, and it just didn't. I saw a little bit of game, and there were just no like, say, Liverpool. And this is a Liverpool team who haven't been great, but they seemed very, very comfortable. It were there were there were spells in that game where it was just like a training exercise to them almost. It, but I just I, I just can't see Deitch having enough to keep that team in Premier League. I really can't. Well, I really hope you're right, Con. But um, at the minute, we're just doing the same. We've had another one of the same thing. Uh, Leeds, better, better side for long periods, lose 2 0 to Scum. Uh, the performance clearly deserved more. Can we actually take anything from that, given the I situation? Think, I think we're running out of time to be able to take positives from that. As much as they did play well in both games. Um, and they deserve more than the one point that they took out of them. Time's gonna get come upon us where we're like, well, it don't matter how we play now. We need goals. We need results, and we need them quick. It's it's like it's like a lot like the Spurs game, isn't it? Where you're ultimately there going coming into these two games, we didn't really have any right to expect to get anything from them. Like if you just said we will lose both those games, but they they will be closer games than you'd imagine you'd have gone oh, i'll take that if we are competitive i can live with that yeah um so in the sense yes it's good that we got a point from those two games because it's a point more than i think a lot of us were expecting to get but given the chances we created especially um on sunday it, it is disappointing that it's only the one point you know if, if somerville takes that chance instead of putting it over it, it could be a very different game yeah. That that was the big one for me in the ground. Yeah. That one looked like I know that a tackle comes in on him after, like afterwards, and he's under a bit of pressure. But that's one that you've where well, you've got to hit the target, and if you hit the target, you probably score. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that's but, the thing. He, he gets to that ball first as Somerville, and like you say, I know there's pressure on him, but still, that 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 needs to be going in back in there. Yeah, because all the other ones as good as much as we did create other chances. Like Somerville had a couple of other efforts that were fairly well that were well saved by De Gea, but they weren't bad efforts. Um, Allenson had one later on that got blocked. One that I haven't seen back, but people you've seen it on telly, so you might have. Was it McKenney's header from the corner? Where he got he got up really well and looked to be there, but he seemed to jump too early and he was on his way down. Yeah, yeah, I know which one you mean. Yeah. yeah. It, it's one of them if he if he jumps a second later, he, he's planting his forehead on that. But yeah. Because one uh, of the, the things KC with McKenney is <laughs> one of the things with McKenney is that everyone who's watched him throughout his career is like really, really good at heading the ball, especially at goal. Like he scores yeah. a lot of them, and I th- so it was a really big chance that one, one that he could do better. Um, this game, for all it was, for all it was a really good performance. It was a very good, very marsh performance for most of it. You know, Leeds pressed in a four; they pressed really well. They didn't quite go full bore. They were a little bit clever. They sort of let them play the ball to the fullbacks, and then went, yeah. which was really good to see. And we kept winning the ball high up the pitch. They could not get out. I mean, the, as far as I went, Scum only had one chance in the first half, and it was when, in stoppage time, when Max Verber had a brain fart and passed it straight to Bruno Fernandes. Yeah. Yeah. And Mel- yeah. Melier made a really good serve. I can't think of what else clear-cut. Maybe yeah. odd half chance, but no. They, they they had the header from the corner. In fact, it wasn't even a header. It was a deflection off us, wasn't it, that that went just past the post. Oh, yeah. after that. Well, yeah, just I forget about that, that one. Just far post, is it that one you're on about? Yeah, that was, yeah. but that was literally straight, that was resulting from the corner from that Fernandez chance. Yeah, but, I have um, forgot about that one. To be fair, but I, I, I don't know if I, I thought I thought one that the press was very well organised again while Bamford was on the pitch, and it unfortunately they will come to that. <laughs> um, I, I do think to to call it a marsh performance in terms of when we were in possession is, is probably a touch on the harsh side. Um, I, I, I would say that we only got possession in attacking areas via pressing. There was one big difference, which might be the one that you say, so I'll leave you to it. Was it that every now and again we actually had the ball out wide? Uh, well, we, we well, seem we to did. actually go through Somerville a lot more, which I'm guessing is because there's a lot of focus placed on Nonto. In, in recent weeks, and if, if the thought process is to stop him, um, uh, but... I think the I thought the main reason for that was that Malassia kept going inside from left back, so Somerville had room, mm. whereas Dallow was staying wide, so Nonto had less room. I was going to say in that first half, especially Nonto, I don't think for any fault of his own, it was quiet for me. Yeah. Not I'm not saying he had a bad game, but it weren't his usual self. I think I put him and Bamford in in sort of the same bracket for the game on Saturday. In, in as much as I think they were both fairly quiet, but I think they kept their defender occupied. Yeah, and say yeah. like I like given his form, you know, the, these couple of months, you can't just ignore Nonto at this point. I think you've got to keep an eye on him. Yeah. Bamford, I thought, led the press really, really well. It was yeah. the these couple of games where he started and. This is giving all the credit in the world to Rodrigo who's having his, his best spell with us. It it just works so much better with Bamford there. And I thought Harrison has probably looked the best at 10 
Like I, I know there's always a mistake in Jack Harrison somewhere. There's always a, a touch too many and not getting his pass away. Yeah, but, he, he was very like that in this game. He had like three or four moments where he dallied on it and lost it. But outside of them, he was excellent throughout. Yeah. Um, and and we, when we talked before about it, about whether you'd start Somerville or Aronson, I think ultimately, you know, it proved to be, I know he didn't take that a couple of his chances, but I think it was the right decision to start Somerville ahead of Aronson. Yeah. The one build-up thing that I think, what where I think that there was a noticeable difference, and it, to be honest, it might well have just been personnel rather than tactical. We actually successfully played our way out from the back a little bit more, and it was by going down the left and going through Furpo. Because Furpo just, because he was having a decent game, he was far more comfortable playing those passes, especially one up the line turn on to than Strauk has been. Uh, for for obvious our, reasons. Yeah, we played our way out in that situation far more successfully than we seem to normally do. It, a lot of the time it has been ball to left centre-back, ball to Strauk. Strauk looks up, there isn't something there, back to the keeper and Melier just launches it anyway. Whereas that still happened a couple of times, but it we, we were a bit better at that. Um, the midfield, as I would expect in a game like this, because we had... We have two players in there that are very good for when you have less than half the ball. They were both good. McKenney again, I thought he was very good off the ball and better on the ball than he was at Old Trafford. Uh, but I'm still not late. I still think long term, if you get Locker in and put him in a free, I think that might work. But and, and, uh, McKenney was definitely better on the ball in this one, barring... There was one early on in the first half where he had loads of room to move into and all the space in the world and an easy pass and he just blasted it past him straight out of play and you went, ah! Oh. <laughs> there was, like you say, I think those two looked, at, looked a lot better given that they were doing a mostly defensive job as well. And I think we can all appreciate the the early uh, Tyler Adams challenge on Sancho to uh, oh, turn him inside McKin out. And the McKenny one where he flew in as well. Yeah, so McKenny launched himself in, didn't he, as well, yeah. yeah. Like it's... But yeah, the Tyler one where the... That, that was something. And, it, and again, I'll, I'll look at... And, and obviously we will come on to this, but I'll look at the quality that Everton have to play out from the back. And and I don't think you can... It, it is too dissimilar how they lined up with Maguire and Shaw there to, you know, we're, we're likely to go against Cody and Tarkovsky, who are two defenders who aren't really the best ball-playing central defenders. Yeah, um, I think that's going to... I don't think that's going to matter, really, because I think they will pass, pass the ball from the back for about three minutes until we press them well, and then Dyke will just go, OK, just go over the top. Yeah. Like, Ellen, and, that's, and that's, to be honest, that's what Man United didn't do, and it's what they probably should have. Well, I was just going to say, how many times this year, whether it's resulted in a goal or not, have we been undone by a simple ball over the top? Yeah, it happens all the time. You yeah. didn't have to say over the top, to be honest. You could have just said simple ball. Yeah, yeah. just a simple through pass even. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, obviously for an hour, it's still nil-nil, leads of missed chances, but everyone's delighted with the performance. And then there's two changes, I think, that change this game. And this is not slagging Rutter because there's people on Twitter who have been, but there's been way more people going, how dare you slag someone off when they haven't actually. They've just said he didn't have a very good game. Hmm. Rutter for Bamford. 
on the ball, there was a couple of nice moments, but for the most part, he wasn't great. Off the ball, he I he just didn't seem to know where he was in the press. And yeah. from the East Stand Upper, when you've got almost a football manager top down view, it was really noticeable. Yeah. But I think just as important was at about three minutes later. So basically, in football terms, at the same time, Malassia goes off for Lisandro Martinez. Shaw goes to left back. And Lisandro Martinez makes their playing out from the back much better. I think their playing out from the back got 25% better and our pressing got 25% worse. Yeah. And I mean, how, all how of that many... at the same time, I think that completely turned the game. Yeah. I mean, how many times did we intercept a a pass from De Gea, Maguire or Shaw? Especially, like you say, until that substitution happened. We got... Cause... There was there a was, point where we got it off straight from De Gea like three times in about five minutes. Because he, yeah. he kept going for that ball out to who would have been on the left wing for them at that point. Uh, at that point, that's is that before Garnacho comes on? Yeah, I think so. Then so it's happening Sancho. in the third. So yeah, he's, he's going for that diagonal genuinely, ball. Genuinely, to... I forgot played. He was yeah. very quiet, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, Tyler Adams got to him. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. He, he tried that diagonal pass out wide a few times, sort of up towards the halfway line, and just couldn't get the distance on it at all. Um, which again, it is stuff like that where you just think, if, you, if, if you're getting that much possession in their half, like just, just please do something with it. Yeah, yeah. So I'll talk right now because it was my first thought when he went off. Everyone around me was like, "Why is he taking Bamford off?" Yeah. And I gave him, I gave, I gave Scobell the benefit of doubt. I said. He's been out injured for all that time. He played 70 minutes at Old Trafford on Wednesday. He's probably knackered. But Scabala, after the game, said it wasn't fitness-related. It was tactical. He thought Luther had a better shot at getting him behind. Well, I mean, this isn't slagging him because sometimes changes work, sometimes they don't. That that was a bad change. It did not work. It, uh, you could tell everything when, when Bamford did go off. He um it just kind of fell a bit flat. It would um and like I said, Rutter he don't deserve the stick he's been getting. We're talking about is he 20, 20 years old? He's twenty, and if you don't count Accrington, which doesn't count, he's no. played like forty minutes. I, I was gonna say this <laughs> this is a this is a young kid who people are kind of jumping on bandwagon here for me. He can't help his price tag. That, that has got nothing to do with him. And it, he didn't deserve, he doesn't deserve the stick he's been getting. But I just think the way Bamford, like we've, both, like we've all said, were leading that, that line and making a nuisance of himself. And we were in the game still at that point. And like I said, we had his chances, we were causing him problems. And just. I just like you said, a poor decision to take Bamford yeah. off. To it's it's why as good as Harrison was, if he wanted Rutter on to try and have the attacking threat, mm. as he'd have probably been better off taking off Harrison and playing them both. Yeah. Or or taking off one of the wingers, putting Harrison on the wing and playing them both. Yeah. Because it just, the structure went apart once Bamford went, which is yeah. still a huge problem. That we he's been out for most part of two years, and the structure still doesn't look right when he isn't there. <laughs> yeah, I just think bringing J. Roy. Sorry, I mean Georginia Rutter on. Uh, so. Boo! That's mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, it, it, it was frustrating in as much as that, like you say, 
we need other players there that can continue that. And, and, and yeah, we might not have someone as good at it as Bamford, but we, we took two players off and then it just sort of fell apart, didn't it? Like, Aronson will press more, but I think he needed a Bamford there to, to sort of dictate to him yeah, you know, who, who goes and when. But, um, you know, it it's that thing of, yes, there's positives. If you're Jesse Marsh, it's probably the complete performance. And oh, God, I'm glad. The, I, the, play, I, I, the players... Just imagine his post-match press conferences after then, so Jesus. Honestly, on the way back on the way back from Ellen Road, if we'd have listened to a Jesse Mars press conference talking about that result in that performance, my dad would have crashed the fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're not going through Rothwell. I'm just going off this bridge onto the yeah. M1. <laughs> yeah, um, then, after the changes, we, we, we still had a bit of threat, but that's when they got on top. Gallo at the bar. The uh, the goal, the first goal, it's a really good cross from Shaw. You can see KC pointed this out to me after Somerville tear arse him back because he knows, shit, I've left him. Mm. Uh, it's a great cross for and it's a really good header. Rashford's in as good a form as anyone in the league. Furpo, I felt quite sorry for here because he... I think, when I look at it, I think it's Robin Cock that's not picked up a man. So you then get Verber and Furpo, who are sort of in between three attackers stood in the line. And, you know, you, you've got to cover your bases, unfortunately. So, I'd... Well, then, they've forgotten the main lesson. Leave the did, man at the back post. Did Jesse Marsh teach them nothing? <laughs> <laughs> Ignore the one at the back. He doesn't exist. <laughs> um, and then the second goal... Ailing gambles on a tackle against Garnaccio, flies in, gets nowhere near it. Luke Ailing had a fantastic game. This was just his one big egregious error. Yeah. Uh, Garnaccio gets away. Robin Cock tries to come across, but he's knackered and Garnaccio's rapid and Garnaccio just runs past him and finishes well. Um, Melier gets a touch and it is at the near post, but I think he sort of did him with eyes. Yeah. Melier, I think, thinks it's going the other way and he can't react. But we, you know, it was very, very disappointing. But in the end, these next two games of the make or break ones rather than this one. Yeah. And going into it, something that I did not see coming two months ago, Luke Ayling got, got his place in the side back. Been really good the last couple of matches. Maybe should get subbed after 70 minutes because he's started looking knackered at the end of them. But yeah. Leeds have taken up the option to extend his contract by a year. I'm so, over the moon. I am over the moon about that. He's... um. Like you say, he's probably not a full 90-minute player anymore, but he's solid. And for me, he's better than Christensen. So... Yeah, well, that's the bit. I, I expect this definitely wasn't the plan. The plan no, no. was Christensen no. and Ailing for a year, Ailing leaves, and then you've got right. Christensen and Drama. Yeah, yeah. But, but the, the thing it's... is, that Drama hadn't kicked on be it through his own fault or club's fault, however, which, but either way, he hasn't kicked on like people thought he were going to do. Um, Christensen, when we signed Rasmus Christensen, again, I went over the moon about it because I thought it was very much like the idea of him, very much like Janssen, out on his sleeve, go flying in. That's what I was expecting of Rasmus Christensen. It's not what we got, but and, that, and well, then Ruben Neves turned up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was like almost the first thing that happened. One of him just getting 
knocked like it was nothing. It was done I by five foot seven, and you're just there, like, oh god, like because we'd watched him, like we, we'd been down to the the last preseason friendly of the summer, and I'm trying to remember who that was now. Was, was that the one team? where we got sick? Was it Calliope? Yeah, and and I just remember watching him because he was like physically he's a beast. He could get up and down really well. He, oh, and he's... him and Aronson were linking up really well in that friendly. Yeah, um, and he was just looking going, This this guy's a great find. Mm. Um, and then it it just hasn't got there. And again, I will say I do think part of his undoing what. Has been the tactics. Yeah, like yeah, it exposed a lot. Yes. Yeah, um, but th- there's been a lot of things where you just think, no, you're you're just out of position here, and yeah. not just oh, we've been caught on the counter. Like his positioning hasn't been there. I don't think he's looks as, as dominant in the air as someone his his size probably should be. Um, yeah, it's I think I think one. I said to you, Jack, at, at some point, like the amount of times under Marsh. We were pinging a ball down to Ailing, who would be on about the corner of their penalty area to head back inside. Mm. And I just don't remember us doing that as much under Christensen. Obviously, mm. you were there more than I was, but I just. We, we, we did do it, but not all that much. Obviously, the famous one would have been the Wolves game where we did that and then Jose Sarr came out and punched Christensen in the face. Oh, and yeah. yes. And yet, somehow, it wasn't a penalty. Good, clean challenge. <laughs> but, but that one at the Emirates in the Arsenal Man City game somehow was. Yeah. Uh, that might well be a penalty, but that doesn't get given ninety-five percent of the time. <laughs> but, um, but no, no, but I, I just think we're we're ailing. It's good to have him around. Still, he's he's done more than enough. I think. I mean, when did he sign? Was two thousand sixteen? He came seventeen, sixteen. sixteen. I what, will look. What did Gabby Monk that signed him? I believe so. Um, it was there the year we had Kyle Bartley on loan. I think that was his first season. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the Gary Monk season. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is twenty sixteen. Yeah, because well, wasn't he recommended by? Didn't we get Bartley first and Bartley recommended Ailing? Yeah, they're really. I need. Uh, I need the But he's he's just he's one of them players who gets it. He gets the fans. <laughs> he gets the club. So I'm I'm over the moon that he's staying. Sorry, someone's been at Luke Ailing's wiki. Because uh, I was just looking at his career stats. No games, no goals in the league for Arsenal. At Yeovil, 166 games, 574 goals. What a machine. At Bristol, at Bristol City, he got 622 in 80. And at, and at Leeds, <laughs> 735 in 223. Ah, it's, it's slowing up pace now, is Arlo. I'll take it back about this extension. Ah, has, you know, he's lost the ad. Has Luke Haley <laughs> been shooting on... Uh... Connie's version of FIFA where he puts the power <laughs> up to max and just like 40 yards just smashing one in. In all fairness, I think what it it, it may have been a year or two before we got him from Bristol City. He scored a load of goals in League One for them, if I remember right. Like one I um I'm just saying if his actual he got he got four for Bristol City in League One. The one that scored a shed load for him was Aidan Flint. He got like 18 in the season. Aiden Flint, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But the um no uh Obviously, I've mentioned DCL is going to be out. Thank fuck, because he's their best striker by a mile. Although Neil Morpé always does well against us. From the press conference, we still have no Sinistera. Strauch is back in training. Because as much as 
it looked awful. It was a concussion. He would be out for a week and then he'll be back. Yeah. Uh, and Cooper and Rocker, he said, are both touch and go, which based on recent history, I'm going to take to mean are unavailable. Because mm-hmm. that's what it's, that's the way it sounded when he said things like that since he got the job. It's, it's a slightly worrying thing at the moment that we've, we have, you know, we've we've obviously improved the squad, but the bench didn't look great on Sunday. No, like uh, very, no, it was very, very it was very young, wasn't it? Yeah, Jeremiah Mullins on there, and was Montero was on the bench, wasn't he as well? Montero was on bench, yeah. Um, well, but first first question: Do we change anything? I don't no. think so. No, not unless anything crops up in the meantime, but. So Melly Engel, Ailing like that, Cock and Verber, Furpo left back, Adams McKenney, Somerville right, Nonto left, Harrison ten, Bamford up top. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if we change out given the performance we saw, unless there is some other injury thing that we don't know. I I I firmly believe that if we play against Everton, look moving forward for the rest of the season, if we play like we have done for the vast majority of these last two games. We, we stay up comfortably. Yeah. Uh, I will just say, because it is probably the only question, Michael Brown's message is saying uh, Pascal for Furpo. Possibly, mm. but I don't think he will. I think Furpo's done well enough for the last two games to keep his spot. I think it'd be harsh on him if he gets dropped. Yeah, I think I think after all he's gone through being here, if you if you play like that against you know a top four team and then you get dropped, I think I think it's in such a and and honestly against a team like Everton, we've got to go for it. Yeah. Like we, yeah. you've got to you've got to play an attacking side. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm just having a look. Like Everton, both games under Deitch have played four five one. Um obviously some of the players have changed, but it's been four five one both times and McNeil and DeWarby have sort of switched wings. So it'll be one of them running at whichever fullback. I suppose the good thing with the five subs thing is, like, if you play Furpo and he does pick up an early yellow again, if you think he's in trouble, you can sub him. I say, you have, you have, yeah, you've got the option there, don't you? And you've got people there that can slot in. Uh, this is a fair point, by the way, a follow-up, Michael Brown. We could do with Strauch at set pieces, Everton are very dangerous there. That is a fair point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, abs- that is absolutely a fair point. Um, he is definitely better than the Evan Furpo. Although, I, I can't really mm. place Furpo in the air. Because I've seen so little of him lately. <laughs> like, I there's see. no reason he shouldn't be decent in the air. He's relatively tall and he's yeah, say fairly he's athletic. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, again, though, with, with Strout, like, t- typically, yeah, like a, a good player to have there, but he, he becomes very timid when he's out of form. And mm. it's, it's that, you know, that's one of the reasons I think it'll stay Furpo. Like, I just, um, I'm just, you know, thinking about who he could come up against, but like, I, I know. Connor Cody's not the biggest aerial target, but Tarkovsky uh, is. Tarkovsky absolutely is. Um, um, that this, is, this, is seems really... like sort of, this seems like the sort of game to bring Yerry Mina back into just to piss Leeds fans off some more. Uh, if he's fit, then they well do. Um, yeah, he Tarkovsky is Onana's pretty big. Iwobi's not bad in the air either. And um, obviously, there's no Calvert Lewin. Neil Mopi isn't big, but he is fairly good in the air for someone who isn't. Yeah, he's not tall, is he? But he does get up all right, doesn't yeah. It's like he's Ben all... Me. It's like Ben Me. I'm always shocked when you see Ben Me and he's like five foot eleven because he wins everything. Of <laughs> <laughs> um is me should Mikolenko be playing for them? 
Uh, as far as I'm aware, yeah, he's um, he's, he's uh, a good player. He is a he's good played player. the last two, player, so he'll so. probably play. He looks like he needs a hot dinner, but he's a good player. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's a. Uh, I think he's underrated by um, a few people, but mm. yeah, I like him as well. He's not a bad player. Yeah, they're they're midfield three for the last two games, so I don't think it'll change. They've had Idrissa Gay as like the holding player, and then Onana and Dakuri either side. You see, I mean, that's one really in theory, that's a really good midfield. It is, but you look at it now. Gay isn't the player he was, obviously. Um, Dakari is all right for me. You take Anana out of that three, mm. that doesn't really strike any fear into me, that midfield three, other than Anana. Yeah, I do wonder if, um, if we do press it with the same four. And this is the thing that's going to be difficult. If we press with four, like we did in the last game, you're going to have those, even if Gay drops in, Onana Dakuri versus McKenney and Adams. Your money's and on ours. Against Dakuri, it is, I think it'll, they'll struggle to deal with Onana's running from deep. Because mm. be, better teams than us struggle with that. Yeah. Um, it's why I think they might just low, they might just low block and go long. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd fancy at this at this stage, I'd fancy Nomto against Seamus Coleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who, who else have the... they got? Who else have they got for right back if needed? Because like Hol, Hol, is Holgate still out? He he was on the bench against yeah, Liverpool against Liverpool, but I don't know how like. Fit he actually is. Yeah, mm. uh, like I, I think we talked about this before. Like, there's some good players there, but I don't think the, I don't think getting Daichin is going to be so transformative to to their performances. No, um, I wonder how much getting Lampard out will be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you know that. I found it very, very interesting and, and sort of a, well, no. Um, it was interesting to see them go with, with Sims against Liverpool in a game like that as opposed to Mopai. And I know that's sort of got the option to, to go along. I've, I've um, just remembered who, who it is, by the way. If, I don't know if it, and I've just Googled him to see if he's injured and he's playing for the 21, so he might be back. Nathan Patterson's the other right back. Hmm. He's not a bad player either. I forgot yeah. about him. I think what it Oh <laughs> cheers again, Michael, just as I looked it up. <laughs> <Patterson>. <laughs> uh yeah, um he, he is always he's looked pretty decent when I've seen yeah, he's him. Solid, isn't he? Is yeah. he um he's not he's, he's Irish, isn't he? No, he's Irish? Scottish. But he was uh, a I, I can see why you might think Northern Irish because he was Rangers, wasn't he? Yeah. And you know, there is an association. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The the only other ones of note really that we haven't mentioned, like who might be involved. Uh obviously Ellis Sims might play ahead of ahead of Rope, but um probably Damari Gray is the main one that we haven't mentioned at all. He's very streaky. Yeah, fits and spurts, <laughs> I was gonna put it, but yeah, he's he's um when he's good, he's good. But when he's bad, God he's awful, yeah. I, I suppose if you if you dyke at the moment, you're probably looking at your two wide men and going, "Well, I know Dwight McNeil and Alex Iwobi 
probably has a lot more defensive ability than yeah. well and also Alex will be first half of the season was probably Everton's best player. Mm. And he was playing centre mid for most of that. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it'll be the the main thing with this is I, I can't even remember what company it was that put this out, but there was a, a, a document going round and it sort of it had the sort of amount of jeopardy on each fixture. And lead and this game was a 99 out of a hundred. Like it was <laughs> it's about as important as it could be. Um this game. I sort of have to lump this in with the Southampton game because they are a pair. What's the minimum number of points that we have to get from these two? Four. Yeah, it's got to be four. That draws against teams that in and around us now are, are going to do very little. Yeah, we we we've, we've really got to we've got to be catching West Ham Wolves. Yeah, because I mean, if, if you catch up that pack in front of us, you know, Crystal Palace are twelfth on twenty five. Yeah, if you get we, if if you get results go your hard. way one or two weekends, yeah, you're. All of a sudden, you've you've got a bit of daylight in between you and, and the rest of the bottom three. Yeah. Um, but but we absolutely need to to win the games of those around us now because these are the last two before it becomes really patchy. Where it's you know play someone good, play someone around us, play someone else good, play someone else around us. It's yeah. you know this 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 run of games before they brought you know move the the other scum game again. Was a chance for us to really build a bit of momentum on and get some points off the teams around us. Yeah. You see, for me, if I think the Everton game is a must not lose, mm. provided they can get three against Southampton. Yeah. Which isn't going to be Jesse Marsh's Southampton. No. Which Damn. look, it's yeah. nothing to do with it's nothing to do with how highly you rate him. If they got Marsh, they were winning at Ellen Road because that's what <laughs> happens in football. <laughs> I um, was, I think I said, I think I said to you guys actually, I, I was very surprised at him looking at that job because even though he got the sack, if it doesn't go well at Southampton, which given where they are, it's very likely. You're essentially on the hook for two relegations in a season from the same division. Yeah, like it's a very risky strategy. And I know the thinking is probably, well, my family's already here, so it makes sense. It'll give them clarity. It'll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the clarity to at least know where we'll be living for the next eighteen months. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I honestly, and again, I, I, I mean, no ill will towards him because. As we've said time and time again, I think he was a really nice guy. I just don't think his tactics work. But yeah. I, for his own sake, I just think no, don't don't take that, don't get that job. So you say if he, he ta- if he takes that Southampton job and he is essentially held accountable for two relegations if we go as well, he's finished in this country. And yeah, I, I think I, in most major European countries, yeah, in, in your top five leagues, yeah, probably so. I hear Applewell is a is a good place to go. 
Yeah. Applewell, the city of Applewell is lovely this time of year. That's my favourite uh, city, is Applewell. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell that? Well, block capitals. <laughs> I'm, yeah, ne- next we go to the city of Real. So, <laughs> um, teams playing Real, it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, last time out was our first successful betting weekend ever, I think, for both of us. I had scum minus one as much as I didn't want it to be. You had Rashford, Fernandez, and Nonto all to have a shot on target at five to one. They both won. Uh, and I had it as two nil scum as well for the points. So, um, yeah, we are actually now dead even with our betting, KC, with a incredibly impressive minus £135. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't gamble. Fortunately, my real life one is marginally better. Uh, <laughs> But going into this one, um, I cannot bring myself to not be positive for this one because I'm just too depressed not to be. So I'm going to say we win this 1-0. Clean sheet. Um, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm getting KC special 2-1, solid. It's just easier oh. this way. And Connie, saying as you're here. I'm going to go and say it's going to be 3-2 to lead. There's going to be goals. Oh, in it. oh God, we've all gone for a win. We're fucked. There's going to uh, be goals. <laughs> I think there probably will be goals because I don't think either team's good enough defensively for better not be. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as for my bet, um, there is a special that Skybet have got that I think is pretty good given the way he's been playing recently. Uh, Somerville, two shots on target or more, 5-1. to one. Ooh, on target. Mm, yeah. Risky. Um, I'm gonna go. I've got Jack Harrison to score any time at five to one. Harrison, any time is five to one, yeah. That's not bad considering how he's 12 to one first goal scorer. Which, I mean, he hasn't been scoring many lately, so I understand why, but he's playing quite high up the pitch, so yeah, I don't think that's bad. And I haven't had a bet for a long time, so I haven't even had a look. Oh, no, there's no, there's no point. I'm going to say that, and it could be another 48 episodes until I'm back again after this. I, who yeah. knows? The kids are not on half term next time. Yes. So, <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens. But no, this game is fucking massive. Like, Bigger than huge. I don't know what I'm working during this. And that, no one better ask me to do anything. Because <laughs> I won't, I won't refuse to do it, but I will not be concentrating. So, like, get someone else. It's one of them. You'll be there in body. Yeah. <laughs> Who should do my work? Someone else. Yeah, someone, someone else. else. <laughs> also, I was uh, absolutely fuming that I didn't think of the joke with a. Uh, you know, when when Lisa's playing saxophone, and it makes Homer cry. So she switches to playing when the Saints go marching in and he starts dancing. <laughs> and someone just put Marsh after he's firing from Leeds. When the Saints <laughs> go over <laughs> Yeah, and I just thought, fuck, I should have thought of that. <laughs> but um, yeah, that will do us for episode 201 of the Mike White's podcast. This, this game, if we win it, all bets are off and it could genuinely lead to a proper run if we win this. And equally, if we lose this, it could turn really fucking poisonous. Yeah. And it won't be at Skabala because it's not his fault. 
But no, no, if, not at all. No, not if at we all. go, if we go to Goodison Park and get the two 0 and it's comfortable, hmm. then like the fans will completely turn it, on the board, it, it can't and be they're like... all nearly there. I mean, just think of our performance at Goodison Park last season under Bielsa. Like, oh. it was absolutely shocking. And, and we hit the bar a couple of times in that think... game, but we were dreadful throughout. Yeah, Rodri- Rodrigo hit the bar from miles out, didn't he? With, like, yeah. half volley. Yeah. But we were shite in that game. It it worries me, like you've just said, Jack. It, it, if I think even if the performance is something like, I think unless we go out there and do basically what we did against Man United and we get at least a point, I think the board's getting turned up big time. It, yeah. It's it, it's come to a point now where we've had... I mean, again, it sounds like I, I are back a lot to Bielsa, but the way Bielsa ended, I didn't think it just lacked class to me. Weight will lead to press and everything. It deserved more than that. Um, I mean, it was out before we. It was out before we got back to the car, leaving the ground. Yeah, it, it and it's harsh anyway. But to do that to someone who did what he did for club, the city, everything. Um, we had that. Then we've had the whole Jesse Marsh era, if you want to call it that. And then we've had the shit show that's ensued afterwards and all the while we haven't kicked on with since that first season in Premier League we've just gone backwards and yeah. there don't seem it, to be any sign of it changing it's perfectly set up for him to turn on and if this goes wrong yeah. so god I hope it doesn't come to it because we yeah a point is not a disaster but god yeah. if we could win this game it'd be so big it it's one of them it, if if you could uh, if you could turn around to me and say you're going to get three points, guarantee us three points against Southampton, a draw wouldn't be the end of the world on Saturday. But, yeah. Right. We all good to go then? Yeah. Yeah, nice why one. Not? Right, well, in that case, we will be back early next week, hopefully in a good mood. I've been Jack. See you. I've been Casey. Have a good one. I've been Connor.